on TV, online and on your smartphone. This is Ticker News. Hey there, it is really tough out there in mortgage land, right? So it's no surprise the RBA's recent interest rate hikes are placing a huge strain on many mortgage holders right around the world and in Australia. But there's plenty of room for Aussie banks to actually help out or not help these stressed borrowers. So what are they actually doing? I'm Aaron Young, we're gonna find out. Now from our headquarters at Ticker Park, this is Ticker Today. And today we are talking banks. We start with the National Australia Bank, which has become the third of the big four to make exceptions to stress testing standards for borrowers attempting to refinance. This now leaves just ANZ as the outlier among that group. So why is there so much of a difference, so much daylight between the major banks on this issue when it is so important to so many? To discuss this further, what it means for Aussie households and the housing market, let's bring in Will Banks of Shillings Capital. Great name to deal with this one, of course. Um, the banks are taking very different approaches on this. They're very good at bringing up the rates, not so good about talking about helping people. What do you think? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. Um, Westpac CBA uh, had already spoken previously about reducing this serviceability buffer from three to 1%. Uh, NAB have now come in and joined the party. Um, that's looking to be implemented. I think it was on the 25th of July, ANZ, haven't taken that approach, uh, but I think their approach is more around assessing documents and being a bit more relaxed on some of those requirements. Um, but it, it is positive for those people that are looking to refinance their loans. How important is it right now for those people? I mean, there's a lot of people who are dealing with um, unemployment, for example, or they're just trying to get back into the workforce after a protracted period of unemployment. They're worried about refinancing. Um, are the banks generally helping? I wouldn't necessarily say they're helping. Um, they're not reducing the serviceability buffer for their own benefit. Uh, I mean, if you look at it, 800 billion of fixed rate mortgages were taken out in the past couple of years. Uh, many of those are now uh, expiring, uh, are coming up for for um, uh, for refixing. Um, the issue is, is that many of those individuals who have mortgages that are now looking to refix those mortgages aren't able to pass this, the, the tests and therefore the banks have got a, a, an issue with regards to which product that they move them into. So many of these mortgage holders are now, as they would call, prisoners in their own mortgages. And I think the last statistic was about 20%. We look back to 08 and we remember the banks collapsing and there was this term too big to fail. Is the show on the other foot now where the Australian economy would fail if the banks, as you mentioned, don't help out because so many people who now no longer fit into the criteria to which they would be able to get that loan in the first place could now fall out of the system. What does that do to the housing market? Surely it's too big to fail. Well, the banks would argue that they're not, that they're not going to fail. They would argue that the reason why they're making all of this money um, and they haven't passed on some of the uh, the savings that they made when they were buying uh, buying buying funds at a much lower rate, they're saying the reason why they're doing it is so that they can buffer up uh, to ensure that they are they they are not themselves put into a stressed position. Um, no, no, no. I'm saying that the customers, that the customers, there would be so many people who would be impacted that they would be the group that would be too big to fail. If the banks um, don't pass them through, as you mentioned, onto a new product, for example, that there will be too many customers who would fail. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, and that's one of the reasons why they're now trying to reduce this buffer from 3% down to 1%. Um, 
And remember, it's only applicable to certain individuals. It's strict criteria. I guess you've got to ask yourself, the level of risk that is around the mortgages, does that reduce from 3 to 1% or is it the same? The reason why the, it's become unaffordable is purely because of the 12 uh, rate hikes that have, that have occurred in the last 12 months. But it, it is, it's a very stressful situation. And I mean, if you look at some of the examples, somebody with a half a million dollar loan is going to cost them an extra $1,000 a month. A $750,000 loan is going to cost them one, one and a half thousand uh, uh, dollars a month. I mean, from a pre-tax, what would they have to earn? That's $25,000 a household would need to bring in because of these increase in rates. So it is putting uh, households into a huge amount of stress, huge amount. Well, I'm going to be the devil's advocate here. Anyone who has borrowed money at record lows who did not budget into account that rates could go up and they would be paying an additional $1,000 a month to get things back to normality. I mean, 4.1% is where things were at back in 2012. And back in 2012, things weren't too different to where they are right now. Okay, obviously, we haven't just had a pandemic. But there was clearly, you couldn't have interest rates at record lows forever. And that was never the idea either. We went from this idea of quantitative easing a few years ago to rates increasing. How did people not expect that this was going to happen? And how did the banks continue to lend to people, as you mentioned? What was it? Billions of dollars over the past few years uh, in this, that things wouldn't change at some point and these people would come under financial stress? Big question. I totally agree with you. Um, it's to do with expectation. So whenever I uh, am refixing a mortgage, um, I would always stress the curve myself to make sure that it's affordable. But you've got to understand that the RBA were telling the market that they weren't going to increase mortgage rates until 2024 uh, and encouraging people to go out and borrow. Uh, and that's what people did. And the, 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 the banks were lending 10 times. Um, everything was fantastic. And it's only now that these rates have gone up, it's caused the, it's caused the pressure. The other thing is, there hasn't really been a recession in Australia for nearly three decades. So I guess there's a, an expectation that the, the dream was going to continue and that they wouldn't be faced with this level of stress, which clearly they are. Um, so I think there's some accountability for the, the mortgage holder themselves. I think there's accountability for the banks who have lent them 10 times income. And I think there's accountability to those regulators uh, and the media who are encouraging or have been encouraging uh, mortgage holders to go out and borrow more money and overstretch themselves. And not just for a house as well, but obviously to get people to make these big purchases and to add up in a bit of a credit crunch, because for a lot of households, you know, Australia has um, a lot of debt per capita when it comes to household expenditure, not just on the home, but everything that goes in it, the two cars, not the one. A huge amount. And I, and I also think that there is a, uh, I think there is a, a theme where, um, people's supers is the forefront of how they retire and what they rely on. And I think other savings buffers that individual households may have aren't really there. So when you move into this position of, of stress and you've got increasing, not just interest rates, but increase on, on mortgages, but as you say, with other debt and the cost of living, it's leaving families incredibly uh, uh, stressed because they don't have those savings. They don't have that buffer to be able to support that. Now, whenever we see the bank's 
making changes to the rules, so the buffer down from 3 to 1%, we have to worry, right? And APRA, the regulators, essentially warn the banks to remind them that that buffer is in place because they need to maintain financial stability. We all saw what happened during the GFC when banks essentially do whatever they can to try and get the clients to pay. Eventually, it hits a wall somewhere. Someone cops it and the flow-on effects turn into a chain reaction. We ended up with the GFC. How concerned should we be when it comes to these buffers or is 3 to 1% really not worth talking about um remember the three to one percent is a buffer it's a serviceability buffer it's a buffer that is to essentially protect the bank and also protect protect the uh, the borrower to ensure that they can afford it um the other thing is is that the three to one percent that's not across the board there's strict criteria in the sense that um there has to be a certain threshold of of uh, um, loan to, to value uh, there has to be a period of how long the, the loan has been uh, has been in place. Uh, and you're absolutely right. APRA are watching it. They will be watching it incredibly closely. And, you know, they have put the banks on notice to say, if you try and relax those rules and push as many people into that 1% buffer, then expect for some kind of supervision uh, to take place. And there are 1.4 million Australians who are struggling, according to Roy Morgan, uh, another 600,000 over the past year. We're still expecting there could be more rate rises. I agree. I totally which will agree. inflation have, hasn't cut uh, inflation. Sorry, go on. Which will have a huge impact, no doubt, on their ability. Which is exactly what we're going to be talking about after this. We are speaking with Will Banks here uh, from uh, Shillings Capital. When we come back, the amount of mortgage stress and what can be done. I'm Aaron Young. Do stay with us. 